acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And we're back with another episode of Separation Anxiety. I'm your host, Marcus Jordan. And I'm Larsa Pippen. And today we're talking about a bunch of things. We're just talking a lot of hot topics. I feel like a lot of things that we normally would talk about. For sure. And I feel like, you know, it's like episode, what is this, four or five now. So we're kind of getting the hang of everything. We're kind of understanding what people want to hear us talk about. And so uh, let's dive in. And what they don't want us to keep saying is. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like we got to stop saying I know. that. I, I literally thought we should put like an I feel like counter just because, I mean, mm-hmm. we said it at least like 500 times last episode. I know. Okay, I'm going to do a better job, guys, of trying to like delete that from my vocab. <laughs> Same here. And so let's jump in. We both have talked about being very careful about choosing a partner. And so, babe, what are some of your deal breakers? I hate smacking, like chewing with your like mouth open and like hearing people eat. That is like such a disgusting like turn off. If you don't have proper home training or like etiquette, you can't chew your food like right. Then that's like a deal breaker for me, like right out the gate. And then also like I I feel I I just I'm not attracted to like clout chasers or like people that like want to hitch on to whatever trending bandwagon there is. You know, I feel I, I definitely grew up with like a like a you know, a more private upbringing. And so I feel like I'm good with my crew. You know, I'm good with whoever's around me. And so I'm not constantly looking for what's next or trying to jump on like the hottest trend. So I think that would be a deal breaker for me. 
You know, I used to keep guys' phone numbers in my phone uh-huh. um, based on like who they were, where they were. Sure. So I had a guy in my phone um, that I met and he was from Germany and I had him under my phone as German. Okay. I had a guy that used to eat really bad and you would have like you could never sat at the same dinner table with him because you would have been disgusted. Yeah. And I had him under baboon. Because <laughs> he just ate so bad. That's like, hilarious. Yeah. So I feel like it's always my friends and I would always like we would forget the guy's actual name because we would have like an alias for him at all times. So yeah. they would be like, where's German? And then like I'd be like, wait, what is his name again? That's Because so we couldn't remember because we would just put him under like the nickname we would give him. Yeah. I'm big with like first name and city. I'm pretty good with like names and faces. So mm-hmm. most often when I meet somebody, I'll save them as like. Um, whatever their first name is and the city, the city. Oh, got it. Okay. You know, yeah, just cause more. sometimes it's easier if I'm touching down in New York or LA, mm-hmm. then, uh, chances are I'm going to type in that city and, um, you'll know who lives there. I know who lives there, you know? Yeah. We should probably clear your phone. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's not like that. It's not um, like that. No, I just feel like in any relationship, I think like you have to really be open and be able to communicate if you are going to be in a relationship because that's like the number one thing and to be able to discuss everything, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if most relationships are supposed to be like monogamous. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of people can't be that right now. It's it's We're in a time of like um, uncertainty. There's so many uncertain things. If you're not going to be monogamous, I mean, obviously each relationship is different. It's yeah. all about the boundaries of whatever you guys set. Mm-hmm. But I feel I'm pretty confident that there are still some strong monogamous relationships out there. And if you're not going to be monogamous, then just and it. if that's not, you know, agreed upon in a relationship, then just stay single. No. Yeah. That's or just let each other know, you know, what time it is. I think if, if people just tell each other the truth, that's yeah. like the number one thing. I feel like I think it's more about liars. Like yeah. just just be honest and open and just like tell people, you know, how you feel. And then there's like no room for error because it's like I told you I wasn't lying. I told you. Yeah. Nah, and you know, my thing, my a big deal breaker for me is like if, you know, we hang around a lot of like influential, powerful people, celebrities, whatever you want to call them. And so if you can't, you know, act right in a room full of, you know, successful people, then yeah. that's like a big deal breaker for me. Like if I can't take you nowhere, then. Yeah, I agree. Then that's a deal breaker. Yeah. You've talked about when you meet somebody, you want to introduce them to your friends or a group, et cetera. And so what would you do if your friends genuinely didn't like your partner? Has, there, My, has that yes, ever happened to you? That's definitely happened before. And I thought that like they were wrong mm-hmm. and I kind of went against the grain and then I had to come back and like basically like make up with all my friends because I was like, you were right. Okay, fine. You were right. So your friends have like I t- said, I told you so. Yeah. But I also feel like I'm the kind of person that's like, I try to bring out the best in people and I try to believe in everyone. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like I bring out something different in people. Yeah. And I kind of. I feel like I'm a healer, you know, like I feel like I'm, I relate to a lot of different people, like, yeah. you know, people that are. Well, you are very caring. And I feel like that's been some feedback that we've gotten from our, you know, listeners is that you have a very soothing, calming voice. Oh my God. Am I putting people to sleep? Nah, I don't think it's that. <laughs> I just think you put people at like ease and your voice is very delicate and sexy and I love it. Oh, thank you. I love your voice too. Of course. Um, For me, you know, I've never really had a partner that my friends didn't like Mm -hmm. you know there's obviously been girls that i've dated or we went out as a group or something like that Mm -hmm. and you know the the energy or the chemistry is off but Mm -hmm. most often than not then that person never came back around you know so i don't know your friends ran them off no not necessarily (laughs) i just feel like 
you know, it's one of those things where if if my friends don't like you, then chances are, you know, my yeah, friends are very similar to me. So that's a thing. I think you learn a lot about someone just by their friends. Yeah. And so if my friends don't like you, I probably won't like you. But exactly. I also have very diverse friends. I, I have friends that are um, super successful in the business world. I have friends that are amazing parents that, you know, I look up to so much as far yeah. as like that's the hardest job in the world is to be an amazing parent. Yeah. I have friends that are, you know, they look really good. And I feel like you need to have you know, a roster of friends, friends yeah. that make you work out, friends that make you want to cook, friends that make you want to, you know, like be successful in the workplace and investments. Yeah. And, you know, it's like when Lauren calls me and she's like, baby, did you see what happened in the stock market today? And I'm right. like, oh, shoot, I need to call my people. It's good to have like a diverse group of people in your circle. I feel like that really balances you out. Having friends that motivate you is always a plus. You know, you, you definitely, definitely wanna... need friends that motivate you and friends that are like better than you and you aspire to be like. Because I feel like a lot of times people surround themselves with people that are below them mm -hmm. just because it kind of makes them feel good. And I feel like for me, I don't I want to be around people that inspire me and make me better and make me want to do more. Yeah. You got to watch out for those people that surround themselves with yeah. you know, people that aren't going places. Or people that they employ that just tell them what they want to hear. Because yeah, there's a lot of too. people in LA there's that a have a yes lot of people. friends. Well, they don't have real friends. They have a lot of people that they employ. And then you're in a circle of people that just say you're amazing. And yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Once you like look at yourself, you're just like nobody. Yeah. You don't know who you are anymore. Because it's like all, you're being fed all this stuff that's not real. I like that. I like that. Uh, Larsa, in the last episode, you briefly mentioned interacting with other NBA wives. Uh, tell us, you know, what the NBA culture was like from your perspective. I feel like the NBA culture is very competitive. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, you're surrounded by competitive guys. They're all fighting for their, you know, their place on the team. So I think that comes with competitive wives. And yeah. most, most guys that are competitive want to be with a woman that's competitive. I don't feel like, I think it kind of goes hand in hand. Because when I think about most athletes that I know and their wives, I they choose women that are competitive as well. You know? Yeah, yeah. You, you want someone that's kind of, you know, similar minded. I think it goes back to like what we were talking about, about being, surrounding yourself with good people and friends that motivate you. I feel like picking a partner is just as important, you yeah, know, because sure. you're spending all that time with somebody. For sure. And so, I mean, for me, I've always just kind of admired some of like the NBA relationships that I've grown up around because, you know, they're pretty strong and a lot of them are still t together today or maybe they found somebody else, you know, that they're with that motivates them in that way. So, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like the NBA culture is, is pretty good with that. I love the NBA culture, but I will say that there were times that I was friends with players from other teams. Yeah. And then they ended up being on our team mm -hmm. and I didn't like the wives as much. Really? Yeah. Cause I kind of felt like I would, they would just start to like, I don't know, just it became like competition. That's what I would, that's exactly like what I was going to Like it's kind of sometimes you like someone from a distance and as soon as they come into your circle, you kind of feel like, okay, now you're trying to do everything I'm doing and can you do something else? Yeah, like, yeah. You know? So you feel like there was some competition at times like- I think from so. From some of the other wives on your on team. I think, I think so and I feel like it's like that with the guys too. Yeah, oh, for well, sure. For, for instance, I remember when uh, my ex played in Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. um, I remember I- spent a lot of money making this like coat and like I would make my own jewelry and stuff. And yeah. then one of the wives literally had the same exact coat made and the same exact jewelry that I was making. She would literally go and make the same stuff. Really? And I, and I was like, I love the fact that like you like the same things I like, but maybe do it just a little bit different. Mm -hmm. 
Like I'm like, we don't have to have the same thing. And as a matter of fact, you could have borrowed my coat. Yeah. Like we don't have to have the same of everything, you know? Yeah. That's not, that's something that like irritates me is like people copying other people's styles or without talking about it, you know, like you you can, if you, and I feel like you can buy something, but like if you are making it, that's like kind of like annoying. Were there a lot of NBA wives who turned a blind eye to their husband's cheating? What's your, uh, what's your take on that? I've, you know, it's the NBA. There's a lot going on in the NBA. <laughs> you kind of sure. have to, you kind of have to sign up for certain things. Yeah. And I feel like you have to be really strong and like, I think when you're in the NBA, there's a lot of pressure, like game after game, you're on the road. You mm-hmm. need someone that's stable at home that can like balance you out. For sure. You can't have a woman that's like going to drive you crazy about you going out or you not answering your phone at a certain time because it's like there's so much pressure in so many other places that yeah. like at home, you really have to be like the one that like balances them out and right. make sure they feel good. Cause it's like if you have stress everywhere you go and when you come home, you have stress, like what kind of life do you have? Yeah. I feel like, um, you got to have a strong foundation to you be definitely have to have married a strong, to an athlete for sure. And I think it, it might. Do you think it goes both ways? For sure, for female athletes. What's well, I don't think it's just the NBA. I think anytime you're married to a person, it could be a doctor that has a right. very high stress level job. When they come home, they want to have peace. They don't want to have drama at home. Facts. And so I think it's the NBA. I think it's anyone that's successful. You can be a lawyer. You can be anything. I think that that you know. Cheating is going to happen. Cheating mm-hmm. happens everywhere. When I was 17 years old, I worked at a mortgage company and yeah. I was it was the transition between my high school and I wanted to start college early. So I graduated college in three and a half years because mm-hmm. I wanted to start college and I wanted to go to law school and all this stuff. And I remember I was like, there was only like a couple of girls that worked in the office and all of those guys literally were married and they would all hit on me. Yeah. So that was like my first like experience with like, God, there's a lot of cheating that goes on at work. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, get that. Yeah, but I I feel like, you know, people deserve second, third, fourth, fifth chances sometimes. I feel like you have to believe in the best in people and just be able to communicate and help each other through like those times. Yeah. I do understand both sides it, of the coin. It can I see, be I see both sides of the coin. But I also feel like if a man is, you know, if a man is willing to cheat, just be prepared that chances are your girl's gonna cheat too. That's just kinda how it goes. If you yeah, can handle it, then it like be prepared for that you know yeah, you, if you if you're gonna dish it out you gotta be ready to take it right i mean that's kind of how it goes isn't it i like that i like that and so for me i mean growing up in the nba culture i think it was different for me just because you know being the son of somebody as big as my dad you know there's external pressures you know in mm-hmm. terms of just playing the game and living up to you know a certain name or something like that but for me i always found like i'm just as competitive as my dad is and so whenever I stepped on the court, I kind of wanted to make my own name, prove pe- to people that, like, I can play this game on my own laurels, too. And so, you know, I don't know. I just think that, uh, um, you know, it's different. And it's funny because, like, you come as a kid of someone that's an athlete or that's well off, you know, you don't know anything else. And so, like, for me, I, I didn't take my first commercial flight until I was 16 years old oh my and gosh. up until then I was flying private everywhere and it's all I knew you know even for AAU games I would you know meet the team in whatever city we were playing and I would fly private with my you, you know my family and thing. so I just I'll never forget you know my teammates when I was 16 years old in in Chicago at Whitney Young they were all making fun of me because like when I got to my my coach at Whitney Young he never he i had to fly with the team he mandated that i fly with the team there was no special treatment that i got which you know i looking back on i'm glad that he did that yeah um but i just never forget like 
being 16, going to the airport and all the kids making fun of me because like I didn't know <laughs> what the process was because I had never been on a commercial flight before. That's so funny. Yeah, it's, it's so a good funny. story. It's so funny. Uh, and so do you think it takes a certain type of person to be able to date a professional athlete? I feel like we touched on that a, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you definitely have to be strong. Yeah. You have to be strong. You have to have a lot of faith because your faith will be challenged. Yeah, yeah. You got to sign up for some good stuff, you know? I feel But you. it's good. I feel like if you, you know, you can't really cheat in 2023 because everything is yeah, so open. Tough. People will... I was friends with this girl whose husband was cheating on her with someone that I just so happened to know. Oh, wow. And she was a friend of a friend, not my friend. But she, the girl that was the cheater, mm -hmm. had someone DM the wife. Really? And say, hey, these are the photos. My girlfriend's been cheating on your husband. She was in Detroit. She was in, you know, mm -hmm. she was in San Fran. She was just, you know, Golden State, whatever. She was in all these places with your husband. Yeah. And the wife called me and she was like, I think you know her because you follow her on Instagram. And I was like, who oh, is shit. she? And so I looked and I was like, oh, my God, I don't really know her. I follow her because she's friends with one of my friends. Right. Um, but the moral of the story is girls will DM you and pretend that they're the girl's friend or I hurt or whatever. So it's like really hard to like cheat in 2023, you know? It's yeah. Like, I mean, So these guys really have to like be real. My whole point is these guys have to be honest with their wives and girlfriends. That's what I'm trying to say. For sure. So if you're not a hundred percent in it, like just have that conversation. So that way everyone's on the same page. Uh, I'm, that, that's I kinda, agree with you. I'm, I'm going to leave this subject Yeah. Alone. I just feel like just know what you're signing up for. <laughs> and I, I, I'm the kind of person I'm like so open with all my stuff. I'm like, just tell me it's yeah. fine. No, I feel you on that. And so would you want your kids to date a professional athlete? Sure. Why not? Right. I yeah, feel like of course. I feel like I had a great experience. My experience with my ex was not bad. I yeah. had a great enough. And I'm pretty sure that there's like, you know, being a professional athlete, there's you grow up with like structure and sure. foundation and like discipline, discipline, repetition. And so I do think that, you know, dating an athlete has its perks. I was married to a, um, a basketball player, but then I also dated like some guys in the music game. And I think it's the basketball world world is way better than the music world to me. Yeah. And and for, for sure. what reasons? Like you just said, I just feel like those guys like athletes are more disciplined. They know their schedule. Yeah. They're more structured. I feel like they're groomed to be athletes. Yeah. And a lot of guys that are in the music game are not really groomed to be Yeah. You know, you kinda like have to it's harder. It's yeah. different. I think it's different. For athletes, there's like, you know, there's not this one big education that you get, but there's learnings along the way, even from high school, college to the mm -hmm. pros. Mm -hmm. And for musicians, I feel like once you get on, you're on. You know, yeah. there's never really, I mean, obviously there's mus musical coaching and all this different training that they do. But depending on your situation, there's rarely ever that guidance that yeah. you would see like from a professional athlete, I think. Yeah, I agree. And so, Larsa, what advice have you given your son about, the professional basketball world you know little scotty's doing really good he's killing it he um he's very disciplined i think he's like hard working and he's really motivated yeah um i just kind of tell him to you know be careful with the girls yeah no nah, i think i do know, feel like i you know girls now it wasn't like it was back in the day and I, and i feel like girls like they go for you like they yeah. see you they assume you're this and that you don't think that was prevalent back in the day I think it was harder to like meet the guys back True. in the day. Yeah. It wasn't like it is now where you can just look at your phone and DM anybody. For sure. Whereas back in the day, I feel like it, it was not like that. Yeah. And you know, I when I met my ex, I didn't even like him. Like right. it wasn't like, it it was not like that he was friends with my friends. That's kind of how that went down too. Yeah. We were, he was friends with my friends. My friend was dating one of his teammates. Sure. 
Ron Harper, and that's kind of how we met. But yeah. um, so yeah, I'm kind of I just make sh- I want to make sure that little Scotty is dating like Scotty Junior is meets a girl that kind of has stuff to offer him as well. Yeah. Well, I feel like he's so focused on hooping right now. Like yeah. when that happens, when whoever comes along, like he'll know. But he's not yeah. searching for like a girl. I think his he's addicted to the game. He's you know what I'm saying? Definitely addicted and to the game. At least when I've talked to him, you know, he's so motivated and focused on getting better. He'll travel out of state to train with the best, you know, coaches and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, summer league's coming up. I wish him the best. I hope he balls out. Same, same. But you know, I also feel like being with someone that um, has comes from like a nice pedigree, like a nice family. Yeah. That has a lot to do with it, too. Yeah. You know, I think especially dating in this like celebrity environment, I feel like there's definitely weight put on like your family Mm -hmm. history, family background, pedigree, all that stuff. So I can understand that. Hey, guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back. And this season, we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages they starved us, they beat us, they burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, it's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. 
I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about a day in the life of Larkus. I feel like, you know, people, you know, uh, expect us to be, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. And in reality, you know, we're oftentimes just kicking back and hanging at the house and, you know, working on business, et cetera, et cetera. So, babe, uh, I guess this first question is for you. Are we officially living together? Because I know what I think. I mean, yeah. I feel like we are, but we aren't. I feel okay. like, I feel like, you know, we are. Because whenever I'm in Miami, I'm here and I'm spending majority of the month here. Versus Orlando. So three days that you mean you go back to Orlando I means we're not <laughs> living together? Okay. No, we're we're definitely living together, but I still do have my place in Orlando. True. I go back for trophy room, you know, often for work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd say yes, we are living together, but we're it's like a fifty fifty. Would you agree 50, with that? 50. It's like three weeks I'm here and there's like a week okay. that I'm in Orlando. Okay. So I mean, it's not fifty fifty, it's like seventy five twenty five. It's more like eighty five fifteen. <laughs> okay. I mean, I like the fact that you still have to go to Orlando and take sure. care of your business and do all that stuff. And then, yeah. you know, when you're here, we're together. Yeah. I don't ever want to put pressure on like any relationship like right. that I'm in or, you know, I just, I just do what feels good and what feels right. And Facts. if the water feels good and I like the temperature, then I stay in. And if I feel like it gets too hot or whatever it is, then, you know. Yeah. I like that. I yeah. like that. And so who wakes up first? We wake up about the same time. Babe, I wake up before you. You do not wake I up before me. I wake up me. before Stop. you. Absolutely. You do not. Oh, my goodness. First okay, of all. Well you, okay, so. I definitely wake up before you. Like five minutes? I wake up, and sometimes I like to let you sleep. I get on my phone a little bit, check my emails. Okay. Um, But you think because you get out of bed before me that you're up before me, but that's not true. Okay, so maybe you get up a couple minutes before me, <laughs> but I'm the one that like literally gets up. Like you get out of bed before I do. That I is get a fact. up. I like make coffee yeah. or tea, and like I bring it to you in bed. That's true. And then I get ready to work out. Yeah. Or take true. my calls, and you take your calls, and then I say to you, um, "Is there anything I can get you before I get on the phone and that's get on true. my calls?" That is true. And then I make you breakfast, or you know, yeah. we kind of so kind of talking about our morning routine. That was going to be our, my next question. Is yeah, like, our morning routine. What does is, the morning routine look like? Um, we, you know, we basically get up, work out. Yep. Um, just, I start working on Lars Summary, um, or Aluho or, you know, just all the stuff that we have going on. We have a schedule of things that we kind of have to go through every day or production meetings for housewives. Yeah. And 
we you know we do we like to cook. i like to cook a lot you do cook a lot you like to go out a lot um i think you mean go out to eat yes yeah i mean you're used to it because i think you're you're more used to going out than i am i just yeah exactly i'm not a big cook so i don't it's not like i was cooking in orlando when i was hungry i'd go out to eat but i think you know i, I like your cooking so it's definitely made me want to stay at home a little more for dinner for okay. sure well, i like to cook for you i think that's like something fun that couples can do together so when we do go out what's one of your favorite spots or two or three of your favorite spots to go for dinner um, I feel like we like going to, I'm going to say Carbone. Carbone is always Cipriani. good. Cipriani. good. Gecko. Gecko we go to. Um, you know what you're missing? Oh, ZZ's. I was just about to say That's ZZ's. That's like the top of your list That's, right now. I, I love ZZ's. It's so good. So if you guys need any recommendations for Miami, I feel like we're good at like a lot of spots. Like I know I'm mean, a lot of spots go, in most cities. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can go anywhere. But when we're in Miami, I feel like ZZ's, Carbone. Gecko. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Komodo. Komodo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we we hit everything. We hit everything. Yeah. How long does it take you to get ready? Versus well, I got ready who, to- who takes longer to get ready? It's a toss up. Babe, I think it's. Well, if I don't have to do my hair, then it's really a toss up because you have like men spend a lot of time like on their grooming stuff. You no. Do. So look, I do have a self-care routine. I'm not going to lie to that. You know, I, yeah. I like to be clean. I like to take care you of like myself. Listen, okay. whatever. Yeah. I, I moisturize his beard, make yes. sure the waves are right, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel I feel like when you get your glam, mm-hmm. it's spread out throughout like you're getting ready takes like three four hours it's not necessarily four hours i'm just saying it's like you'll get your hair done you'll get your makeup done you'll lay down you'll take a nap you'll get up you know what i'm saying it's like when i get ready it's exhausting by the way i get ready like all at one time and i'm good you know what's my favorite thing to do what nothing yes like just to like not have to worry about hair and makeup put my hair in a bun work out take a shower and just stay like that all day in sweats i could literally live in sweats that's like my comfort zone i don't really need to do all the extra stuff Trust me, I'm with you on that. Um, but Wait, I do think if I take. I didn't, if could you be with a woman that didn't shave her underarms? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I like I, for, for how long? <laughs> I mean, I don't like, know. There's like a lot of women these days that don't like to shave. They I think don't like think El Natural is the way to go. Look, I think it's a cultural thing. Like I think it's big in Europe where you you find that more often. But like I don't. It's not a 100% deal breaker for me. Because like okay. obviously, if it's I mean, as long as it's well maintained and uh, not funky and shit, like that's it would have it would clearly it would be like a okay. I'm not gonna. No, I don't know. Look, it's not a 100% you'll never ha- deal you'll breaker. Never have for to, me. You'll never have to like see me do that so you're good you'll never have to <laughs> I live know, through babe. that yeah i know but i do think i take longer showers than you you do you take longer everything than me you lay that's in bed not, longer than me you take longer showers than me you spend more time on your beard than i do my hair i mean i like to stretch in the shower and like you know start my day and get in my routine so mm-hmm. i think that's what takes that's what takes longer okay do you guys like to shop together do we like to shop together babe i think we like to shop together i feel like i really like your taste you have great taste thank you and you're very patient I am very, I've learned that. That is an acquired trait. Really? You know? Because I feel like there's not that many guys that I would want to go shopping with. And when I say shopping, I mean like going to four different stores. No, so you go when, like, I'm different when I go shopping. Mm-hmm. And I feel like most men, like when I go shopping, I know exactly what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I go to one store, maybe two stores. Like mm-hmm. I'm looking for an exact item and I get the hell out of there. Okay. And I feel like 
for you, you like to just go to the mall. You you might have an idea of what you're looking for, but you like to walk around aimlessly. And then you get distracted, too, by, like, other items and all okay. this stuff. And so your my going to the mall is, like, even, at like, for example, like, what, uh, Ball Harbor is, like, mm-hmm. 30 minutes away from here, mm-hmm. right? And so I think I can get to Ball Harbor and back within, like, an hour, hour, 10 minutes, you know, 10 minutes and walking and 30 minutes back and forth. Your trip to Bell Harbor is like all day six hours. It's like we're walking aimlessly. We got to take a lunch break. We oh, might yeah. have to need a coffee break. Coffee break. You yeah, know, you're exactly. living your best life. But I don't. I'm not one of those people that likes to shop. Like I'm not one of those people that can do this all the time. I do it every now and then. Yeah. I have an amazing stylist now, Kimmy, that I love, and you she do. literally shops Kimmy's for me. Kimmy's great. She's great. I don't have the patience or the time to like. Yeah. So when I do get that like one day where I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna go shopping. Let's go. I want to go to the Webster. Let's go. That's true. And for me, that day is like I just want to enjoy it because yeah. I never do it. You and know? for me, I mean, you do have a, a lot of like fittings, and Kimmy does a lot of pulls for you, so you do a lot of your shopping in the apartment, which is, which yeah. is different for me. You know, Jordan Brand sends me product yeah. every month and you know for trophy room i'm also designing product all the time so i feel guilty every now and then when i buy other clothes just because it's like i don't need anything you like i've got anything. so much stuff you have way too much stuff. i know and so it's like i i feel guilty sometimes when i do buy and like but every now and then you know if i see a piece or most i think what i buy the most of is like denim mm-hmm. because jordan brand obviously doesn't make denim like that and you know, I love some of Mary Jean. So that's uh, that's my biggest vice, I feel like, right now. That's cute. That's um, fine. Who's the biggest spender? You. I, For sure, you. I'm definitely... I, I spend a lot. Don't no, get me wrong. You spend you spend money on things that, like, I would never... I, I think <laughs> of the things that you spend money on. For me, I'd rather have, like... Like what? I, something that, like, appreciates in value. I don't spend money on things that appreciate? No. I think I think... I buy. Okay, let me ask you a question. Okay, if we get married, do we have a, a like? Do we have one bank account, like a joint bank account, or do I have my own money and you have your own money? That's the because these the are question. conversations. Cause that, I was I was literally I, one of my best friends at the time was getting married to this guy, and it was the day after their wedding. Yeah, this is a pretty big celebrity. Yeah. Um, and she asked me. She said, "Hey, do you and your uh, this is when I was married?" She mm-hmm. said, "Hey, do you and your husband have?" A joint account and i was like yeah when i married him i had no money like i was in college yeah and so she's like do you think we should and i said no don't do it really well because i didn't think they were going to stay together and needless to say they did break up so that was yeah. a good that was some good advice okay, i gave good her foresight. okay but i kind of like would you trust me with like if we had one bank account where we both put in i don't know let's just say two million dollars okay three million dollars okay would you try i like that two or three yeah two or three i like that would you who do you think would be more responsible with that two or three million dollars me or you (laughs) just asking for a friend that's a loaded question i think i mean i spend more often i feel like because i'm picking up dinners i'm picking up this i I like to buy you know spontaneous gifts or whatever Mm -hmm. um and you know when I do make a big purchase, it is for like a like a Rolex or for something that, you know, might hold its value, whatever. So I feel like. You're definitely a watch guy. Uh, yeah. I feel like I spend more often, but your purchases are larger. Really? Yeah. So like when you're buying all your clothes or. Yeah. Obviously, you've got kids. So you're, you know, you're dealing with tuition and yeah like all this other stuff so i feel like you're the bigger spender overall Do- total dollar amount i okay. feel like you're the bigger spender Maybe. but i feel like i spend more frequently okay 
Is that fair to say? That's fair to say. That's but would you trust say. me with your half of our two yeah, or three With the million? two, three million? Yeah, I, I trust you. Okay. You, you. You're very conservative when it comes to spending. You spend on the right stuff, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't have to worry about, you know, okay. cash going missing out of the account. That's not what I'm worried about. Okay, I'm, I'm, you know. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. How do we decide on dinner? And how many nights of the week do we cook? I feel like we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I like to stay home like three or four times a week. I know you kind of like to go out to dinner more. But I do feel like when you go out to dinner, there's so many preservatives and it's butter and everything. And you will blow up if you go out to eat a lot. Um, I I feel like I am. There's seasons for everything. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. there's seasons for, you know. Going out, there's seasons for staying home. There's okay, seasons, answer you know. the question, Marquisio. So what? How how do we decide on dinner? We decide on dinner based on how we feel. Yeah. I feel like, you know, if we're working out, like, exhausted, traveling, then most often we'll Uber Eats or we'll grab, like, Postmates or DoorDash, whatever. You know, we'll get food from somewhere. Yeah. Or you'll cook. That's. I think that's the best way of doing things is literally, like, if you want to save money, if you want to save some pounds and, like... Yeah eat better whatever i think it's like if you you know what i I used to do and i should start doing this again is i used to make a menu for the week oh shit and so i would grocery shop and make a menu for the week and i knew exactly what i was going to eat every single day for every meal yeah and i would cook and i knew exactly what it was and i know i'm not using all these like all this butter and like the lettuce is not like pre-packaged where it's got all these preservatives you're chopping everything and you're using like for your salad dressing you're using just lemon and olive oil and i feel like that's the best way to really like you know Take yeah. advantage of, of your kitchen, you know? I agree. I agree. You've definitely been throwing down. Uh, we've had a lot of Caesar salads and turkey burgers. I mean, I like to cook. Chicken and rice. I like and, to cook. Oh, what was the thing that you made that your mom had made? You made me? Oh, like that okra? Yeah, it was like okra and... Oh, yeah. It's like a this like okra, like okra and stew, rice stew with this rice. Yeah, yeah it's so really fine. good. Shout out to Miss Samira. Yeah, she taught <laughs> me how to cook. Um, what goes down at night? Netflix. Anything. No, I'm just kidding. Everything goes. No. What what goes down at night? Netflix, so we, cuddling, we, pillow talk. Exactly. What else? Well, let's talk about the shows that we're watching right now. Yeah, we, I we mean, like I to love watch the shows. Show. I'm very much so like an HBO snob. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Lars is always so busy running around between the kids, work, filming for Housewives that like when we do get like time alone at home, I like to throw on like a show for us to watch. And so what's your favorite show that I've put you on? recently um i'm kind of liking idol right now the idol yeah yeah i mean it's good it's getting mixed reviews right now i feel like yeah i um i like it i like the whole like la vibe yeah um just i think i I think it's like a good little fun show yeah i I think it's um you know it's good to see some representation like that on hbo on tv you know because i I, it's definitely more prevalent today Mm -hmm. you know those types of situations and you see them more in your face because of social media, you know. So, shout out to them. I think they're doing a good job. Yeah, it's, it's a great show. Well, um, let's talk about how you made me watch Swarm. I did make you watch Swarm. I had been recommended Swarm from a couple of people. that I, It was on Amazon Prime, I believe. Donald Glover was kind of the creator, executive producer of it. I thought it was good. What did you think of it? Yeah, it, was, I think it was It was good. a little was, out there. It was more out was, of the box. It was unique. You yeah. Know? There's definitely, like, it was, it was a lot going on. It was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's like kind of dealing with the music world and super fandom and, mm-hmm. you know, how far some people will take things to the extreme. And again, you know, you you probably know more than me and just how 
how far people take things I in today's mean, world. It's kind of crazy. Look at look at the beehive with Beyonce. Right. But yeah, what else? What else um, goes down? <laughs> the Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, that's another show that I really enjoy on HBO. Uh, the Righteous Gemstones. Um, Danny McBride is a creator and I think writer of that show. And it's just one of those shows that's like for comic relief. You mm-hmm. know, I've followed his, you know, HBO shows from Eastbound and Down to Vice Principals and now The Righteous Gemstones. And it's always, it's always, you, guys you always get a good laugh. laugh. It's, exactly. It's literally just like so funny. It's hilarious. And, you know, it's again, it's like a wealthy family dynamic. And I don't know, it's just hilarious. My favorite character is, I can't remember the sister's name, Judy. Oh, yeah, me too. Judy's I love hilarious. her. I love I, her. I can't remember her real name, but she's so funny. She's definitely a boss. I love her attitude. Oh, yeah. One of our favorite things to do at night is to like, have a family meeting we call it but yeah it's we really definitely like, have family meetings it's just like a recap of the day what's going on i feel like mm-hmm. every day that goes by there's so much tea there's like a lot of chatter about us in the media there's our friends are going through stuff and so i feel like there's always information coming in from all over the place and so one of the things we like to do at night is like just have a family meeting and recap everything and just you know mm-hmm. touch base on everything so we're like I think that's like really important for most relationships. Right? Yes, to kind of be able to like, you know, like unwind and talk about everything and like things that make you feel good, things that don't make you feel good. Cause yeah. I feel like that's like really important. Yeah. There's some other stuff to talk that that goes down at night, but I don't think we can talk about no, it. No, my mom might get mad. Let's not, let's not, let's not. <laughs> hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages, they starved us, they beat us, they burned us, and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. 
cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, let's talk about celebrity divorces. Okay. So, you know, Kevin Costner is in the process of getting divorced. Right. And his wife has been, I guess she's asking for 240000 a month in spousal support. In spousal support? I mean, I don't know if it's spousal support. Is, that's including, support. I'm not I'm not sure, but I feel like that's like, okay. that's that's what she's asking for. Um, I didn't know Kevin Costner had it like that, number one. Kevin I guess Costner definitely has it like um, that. Shout out to him. But I don't know if the numbers are right. Because let me tell you, there that's have true. been numbers that have been thrown around with me that are so inaccurate. Yeah. That my housekeeper you know, calls me. You know, it's funny. I feel like my mom says the same thing. About her. Yeah. Of course. The she's numbers like, are never right. <laughs> she's like, the numbers are never right. That's exactly what she says. The numbers are never right because my housekeeper called me a few days ago and she was like, oh my God, congratulations, Larsa. You're getting $50 million. <laughs> and right. I was like, $50 million? What? Did I win the lottery or something? Right, do you right. buy me a ticket, Mirtha? Because how do I? Like, how? That's so funny. And then I guess it's because, you know, you know, all the news media is right. saying that I'm getting half of my ex's pension right. and IRA. And the funny thing is, I don't even know what's in those accounts. Right. And I called my lawyer and I said, hey, by the way, what's in those accounts? And he goes, I have no idea. You'd have to call the MBA. Right. So none of us know what's in those accounts. Yeah. So I do feel <laughs> So like, you got some homework to do. So no, I don't I don't even want to I I feel like let it be what it's gonna be. I'm not gonna like call the MBA and ask what it is. I feel yeah. like let people assume what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't need it. I'm good. Yeah. No, that's funny because I've you know, I've seen and my friends have like sent me screenshots of like my net worth on, you know, if you Google Marcus Jordan net worth. And I think it's like north of like five hundred million dollars or something. Oh, my gosh. And so I remember one day I, I like screenshot that and sent it to my dad. And I'm like, hey, dad, you know, uh, where where's the money? Because like, you know, it's definitely I'm not sitting on five hundred million dollars right now. That's so funny. <laughs> I know. I feel like they always have it wrong. So I feel yeah. like I don't know if I believe people's net worth. I don't know if I believe. You know, a lot of stuff that's yeah, in the tabloids because they don't know half the stuff is not 
yeah. public, you know? Yeah. And so a lot of, you know, a lot of times, you know, you got to be cautious of what you read on the internet. Not everything is, uh, is fact, you know, fact checked. Yeah. On the, on the internet. So, and I think when one media outlet posts something, I think the other one's just kind of piggyback off of that. Oh, yeah. And it just kind of grows. Everybody's, but everybody's fighting for clicks, you know? Yeah. I feel um, like a lot of the stuff that's in the media sometimes is wrong. But 250 a month. What do you think about that? Is that, you know, I, obviously we don't know what. Listen, if that's what she's used to spending, I think it's based on your, you know, your lifestyle. And if that's what she was spending normally, then why should she have to change your lifestyle? Yeah. Like I, you know, hey, I, I'm not mad at it. I think if you're in a relationship and you're committed to each other, married, et cetera, and you get accustomed to a certain lifestyle of you know living then clearly you're entitled to to try to maintain that in some way yeah so, i think it, it's that's know, why you got to be careful who you marry it's, it's for sure you definitely you know. have to be careful who you marry <laughs> you know a lot of time like we've been looking at stuff that people are talking about us on the blogs and whatnot and i guess on instagram and yeah yeah there's some headlines about us out there that yeah. i feel like not are not always accurate yeah, someone said on, I guess they commented and they said, Larsa's trying to look younger for Marcus. And I'm thinking, Larsa's trying to look younger for Larsa. That's true. I feel like you um, always look, you're like you're always going to, you're so young at heart and in, in the soul. Like, you're never going to age. Well, I feel like aging is good. It's fine. You know, I feel like I've I've embraced that. You know, yeah. listen, it's about if you're happy on the inside, you're happy on the outside. There's plenty of people that are younger and miserable. There's people that are older and miserable. Mm -hmm. I think it's not, I don't put emphasis so much on age. I put it, you know, on how you feel on the inside and how you feel on the inside. Really, you show on the outside. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Should we uh, head over to Block Party? Let's do it. All right. So Let's invite some people to our Block Party. Let's do it. Uh, so this first comment that we received on our social pages says, Larsa, run, girl. Deep down, you know he's just wasting your time. And so what's your thoughts on that? Um, I don't think you can waste someone's time. I think it's like about the experience and the fun. And I don't think you're going anywhere, are you? No, nah, I'm not going anywhere no time soon. I mean, <laughs> I, I just think it's, you know, it's funny that um, I just think at the root of that is like people, just our age gap. You know, people think like, oh, I'm wasting your time. I'm young whatever like I, I don't know i think it's hmm. i think it's bullshit but she wasted her time writing that by the way <laughs> exactly the next comment says trust me this is all just lust i mean we do lust over each other i definitely there's a lot of lust there's, for sure there's definitely there's lust. definitely a lot of lust. i feel like there's more love than there's there is lust there's definitely more love than neck and neck they're pretty close. They're pretty close. But I will say that, like, I, I love you as a person first. Yeah, I think Like, I, I, I like, love you and respect I, you as a person so much. I love you too, babe. I feel like... Um, and I always want you to win. I always want you to win. Yeah. I always want you to I win. I think, like, when, you, when you're with someone that's, like, your best friend and, like, I always want to see you happy and, like, to win and, like, just yeah. be in a good place. Yeah, for sure. And so we do lust and love. Yeah. I think, I don't, I think for a healthy relationship, there needs to be both. I agree. You know, I don't want to be with someone. If you're not lusting over the person that you love, then right. like, what's going on? Then you know? you're with the wrong person. Like or just maybe something. we're blinders. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, people uh, get creative <laughs> in this day and age. And I, I guess like. so. And then this last comment says, man, let me manage the store, G, because you're never there. And I think that's so funny. Um, about your store? About yeah, about room? my store. And so, so I am not there a lot right now because I'm here in Miami, but we're working on expanding trophy room very very sure. soon and so i can't say where or when but things are in the works so and I'm, i've got my i've got a good pulse on the store in orlando even when i'm not there i've got a great team who you know runs the shop while i'm gone and we're in constant communication and so there's rarely anything happening at trophy room orlando that i don't know about so 
And I also feel like you've been working really hard on your new shoe. Yeah, we got something new coming up. Uh, again, I can't I can't say too much, but it's that's gonna exciting. Be a, it is exciting. You're like really creative like that. Like to be able to create a sneaker that like you yeah. love, and there's like a whole story behind it is like you, amazing. Baby. I love that. Yeah, I feel like we should maybe dive into that a little bit on our next episode. Yeah, that's like I'd love to talk about the process. It's uh, it's so interesting. It's amazing. And People would love to hear about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously Nike's got some trade secrets I can't unveil, but it's a great process. I'm thankful and happy to be a part of it. Yeah, I love the journey. Yeah. Where you see like, you know, when you kind of show yeah, me all, all the stuff. The different the, samples yeah. And the journey. The it idea. takes like 16 to 18 months. So Well, it's just an idea until it happens. Yeah. And, and, you know, the most frustrating part is like, you know, you work that long and with a group of people all trying to, you know, make a, a great product. And then there's people out there that just like, you know, it'll fall through the cracks or whatever. They They leak information. And then it's like they leak it without any context to the story and what is going on. So it's. Sometimes it's like uh, it's devastating because, yeah. you know, you never want to put product out before it's ready, you know, to be received. So yeah. I don't know. We'll, t- we'll talk about that next week. I know it's a long process and I know you love it. So Thank you, baby. it's fun. I love watching you do it. Thank you, baby. I love having you with me. I love being on this journey with you. <laughs> well, guys, we have spent an amazing, what is this, 30, 40 minutes with you guys? Yeah. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Miss you guys. Love you guys. I hope you guys feel good. And just know tomorrow is just going to get better. Make sure you follow us on social at separation underscore anxiety underscore podcast and subscribe to the podcast. Yep. See you guys soon. Peace. Bye. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.